what you are and where you are because of what's gone into your mind. You can change what you are. You can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. You cannot become what you need to be by remaining what you are. If you can't take a huge step to begin with, take as big a step as you can, but take it now. That's the key. Take it now. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Today's a brand new day, and it's yours. Welcome to the True Performance Show by Ziegler. Every positive pursuit in life, every progression of personal development, change is fueled by one thing, inspiration. It's the drive and the hunger that propels every good endeavor. Without it, we merely have a dream, but never actually move. With it, we can actually overcome insurmountable odds to achieve our desires, convictions, and calling. In this show, we come together to drill down into what really makes success tick and how we can apply it to our unique personal and work lives. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and right now we're going to inspire your true performance. Hi, everyone. This is Kevin Miller, and this is Ziggler's True Performance Show, episode 417, and we're back with Zig. So I've slowly been bringing you through Zig's renowned series, Strategies for Success, Blueprint for Achievement, which you can get in MP3 format right now if you go to Ziggler.com and you can click on the online store and MP3s. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra-rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. And you can find them right there and get them. These are the classic pillars of Zig's message and what Ziggler today is founded on. It's six focal points, each in five or six segments. Today, I bring you literally the last audio in the uh, entire series where Zig wraps up by talking about the power of the pump, one of his most famous analogies of all time. This is, uh, this is why the Ziggler logo today has a water pump on it. Uh, but let me uh, warn you in a good way, Zig is on fire in this one. He's at the top of his inspirational game and you can just feel the energy and infect you as he ramps up leading up to the, especially the eight minute mark. Uh, the clip is just over nine minutes long. And then of course we will break it down. Speaking of foundational Ziggler messages, check this out. We have something for you. It's immediate and free 
Zig is, of course, one of the most quoted leaders of all time. It's why we have over 4 million fans on Facebook and 270 followers on Instagram. It's these life-altering, paradigm-shifting, stop-you-in-your-tracks inspirational quotes from Zig. So the cream of the crop quotes are all contained in the little book of big quotes. You can get it right now, totally free via PDF, if you'll send a quick text. Okay, you ready? Get your texting fingers out in front of you. Text this word all together, no spaces, true performance, true performance to this number, 94253. And you'll get your copy, 94253. So again, text true performance to this number, 94253. All right, folks. Well, here then is about nine minutes of on fire zig, and then we are going to break it down together. And finally, if you really want to reach your goals, it's going to require persistent, consistent effort. Just as a matter of curiosity, how many of you have noticed this old pump sitting up here? (laughs) Well, I'm glad to see that you have been observing it then, all right? I'm going to conclude uh, Strategies for Success with this old pump. Because I believe this is a story of life. I believe it's your story. I believe it's the story of America. I believe it's the story of success. I got a couple of good friends who many, many years ago were riding around in the South Alabama foothills. It was a hot August day and uh, they got thirsty. Bernard Haygood was driving. Jimmy Glenn was the passenger. They pulled behind this old abandoned farmhouse. And uh, Bernard hopped out. He ran over, and there was an old uh, pump on the well. And he grabbed the handle, and he started the pump. How many of you have ever used one of these old-fashioned water pumps? Can I see your hand, please? Okay, well, he had that the pump in a way, you know. And after about three or four minutes, he said, Jimmy... Better get that old bucket over there and dip some water out of the creek. We're going to have to prime the pump. How many of you know what I'm talking about when I say you got to prime the pump? Well, for you underprivileged non-pumpers, that just means you got to put something in here before you get something out there. See, unfortunately, a lot of people stand in front of the stove of life and they say, now, stove, you give me some heat, then I'll put some wood in you. That ain't the way it works. You got to put something in before you can get anything out. So many times, you know, the employee goes to the employer and says, give me a raise and I'll start coming to work on time. Or so many times uh, they will come to him and say, make me the boss. Now, I know I haven't been here very long, don't really deserve to be the boss, but I just function better when I am in charge of things. You reward me now and then I promise you, I'll learn what this business is all about later on. Reward me now and I'll produce later. It doesn't work that way. Can't you just see a youngster in school saying, teacher, if I take a failing grade home, my parents are going to skin me alive. Pass me on this quarter, and next time I'll study more than anybody else. Reward me now. I'll produce later. It doesn't work that way. Can't you just see an old farmer standing out in the fields in October and saying, Lord, I know I didn't plant a thing this year, but if you give me a big crop this year, I'll plant more than anybody next year. It ain't that way, folks. You got to put something in before you can expect to get it anything out. Well, he's just a pumping away. You know, that's hot. It's August. I mean, uh, the question is just how much pumping are you going to do for a drink of water? And finally, old Bernard said, you know, Jimmy, I don't believe it's any water down there. Jimmy said, yeah, it is, Bernard. You know, in South Alabama, the wells are deep. And, oh, we're glad they're deep because the deeper the well, the cooler, the cleaner, the sweeter, the purer, the better tasting the water. And isn't that true of life? 
Isn't it true that if you could become an MD by six weeks of summer school, that the rewards would be almost minimal or nothing? And how many patients would you have? Isn't it true that if you become a sales expert in three days of a training school, that the rate of pay would go down rather radically? Isn't it true that anything worth doing is worth doing poorly? Until you can learn to do it well. So a lot of people say, I don't have any experience at goal setting. Remember that. I'll never forget a beautiful mother with four beautiful little girls. Several years after I used this example about doing it poorly until you could learn to do it well. One Sunday, she met me in church. She saw us in church down there with her four little girls. And she said, I want you to look at these little girls. They were dressed in dresses at Neiman Marcus. Would have been awfully proud to have sold She said, about 10 years ago, you said something to me that anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. She said, my mother was the greatest seamstress I have ever seen in my life. She could look at a mannequin in a store with a dress on it and draw a sketch of it and go home and sew that dress. I could not do anything. I was all thumbs. I couldn't do anything. But you gave me permission to fail. See, it's only the failures in life who succeed. Do you sink every shot if you're playing basketball? Do you sink every putt? Do you score a touchdown on every run? Do you make every sale on every call? But isn't it true that the failures are the one, those who fail the most, succeed the most? Roger Staubach, one of the great quarterbacks in history. John Elway, one of the great quarterbacks in history. And yet they threw more incomplete passes than 99% of the players who ever played a game of football. That's what I'm talking about here. This lady said, my first effort at sewing, she said, it was so funny, it was hilarious. She said, I laughed at it myself. But she said, my second one was a little better, and my third one was better than that. And she said, now you judge for yourself. You become an expert, but you got to be willing to fail. Yes, it takes effort, folks. It takes a trial and effort. It takes persistence. I love the story of the Chinese bamboo tree. They plant the seed, they water it, and they fertilize it. And the uh, first year, nothing happens. The second year, they water it and they fertilize it, and nothing happens. The third year, they water it and they fertilize it, and nothing happens. The fourth year, they water it and they fertilize it, and nothing happens. The fifth year, they water it and they fertilize it, and sometimes during the course of the fifth year, in a period of six weeks, the Chinese bamboo tree grows roughly 90 feet. But did it grow 90 feet in six weeks, or was it five years? It was five years because had there been any year when they did not water it and fertilize it, there would have been no Chinese bamboo tree. All of that to say, folks, that a lot of times you do not want to be discouraged. It's always too soon to quit. We'll never know how many kids have missed a college scholarship because they didn't study an average of 10 more minutes a day. We will never know how we come so close to promotion, but we grew discouraged and quit too soon. We'll never know how much more success we would have had had we just had a little more pumping in there and pump and pump and pump and pump. Well, finally, old Bernard just got disgusted. He threw up his hand. He said, Jimmy, there's just no water down there. Jimmy said, don't stop, Bernard. Don't stop. If you stop the Water's going to go all the way back down, and then you're going to have to start all over. The reality is, folks, and I'm totally convinced of this, this is the story of America. This is your story. This is the story of success. This is the story of life. I believe with all of my heart that if you will pump long enough and hard enough and enthusiastically enough, that eventually the reward is going to follow the effort. And then once that water starts to flow, 
All you got to do is just keep a little easy, steady pressure on it, and you're going to get more water than you can possibly use. The basic problem is this. So many times people get involved in something and they'll say, well, I'll give it a try and if it works out, that'll be good. And if it if it doesn't work out, I mean, hey, I ain't going to kill myself. You know what I mean, fella? Well, I got to tell you something, folks. You're going to pump forever like that before anything happens. When you get into something, grab that sucker and get with it. And then once the water starts to flow, then, ladies and gentlemen, that's what Strategies for Success is all about. That's procedures that you use to set those goals and reach those goals. I'm telling you, we've got a world out there just waiting on us. Opportunities have never been greater. 80% of all of the millionaires in America are first-generation millionaires. Immigrants are four times as likely to become millionaires in America as are the people who are born here, whether they're from the Orient, Central or South America, Africa, or Europe, because they come here with that dream. They come here with goals. They immediately go to work. They set those goals. They save their money. They go to the community college. They get their education and they hang in there. They're looking for how can I do more? What can I do to make myself more valuable, more available? Folks, I'm telling you, we need to sell the idea of good, honest labor is always good business. When we work, things are going to turn up, but we got to turn them up first. I close simply with this admonition. Had I been on trial for my life, and you had said to me, Ziegler, you've got these hours that you've been talking to us. You're commissioned to tell us something. What I want you to tell me is, what can I do to get more of the things that money will buy and all of the things that money won't buy? Your life's at stake now, Ziegler. With my life at stake and you as my judge and jury, I would have said to you exactly what I have said during the course of these sessions. So I can close by saying, if you buy these ideas, I will say with all of my heart that I honestly believe I'll be able to see when you do these things, when you follow through on a consistent basis, that I will see you. And yes, I really do mean you. Not just at the top. Hey, I'm going to see you over the top. Thank you and God bless you for participating. Thank you. So Zig here gets on his soapbox about our propensity to want rewards, advancement, promotion, benefits before we fully earn them. I mean, on, on this note, let me share something dramatically important, a game changer really in your work. I mean, chances are you do a really good job in your work. You have integrity and improved. You are trustworthy and honest. You show up on time. Don't leave early. Maybe you come early and you stay late. You can be dependent on. You are quick to help others and aid them. You take pride in your work. You may be, in most ways, a very exemplary employee or boss or business owner. But, folks, if that's the case, it's very likely that what you feel is your best, is the best, is merely what others expect or hope for. And that's often not enough. So you're doing a great job fulfilling the spot you're in, but it's not leading to more. Why? I know that's a bit of a disconcerting statement, so let's break that down after I recognize a proud sponsor of today's show, Concordia University 
of Wisconsin. Employers are constantly lamenting a lack of soft skills in their workforce. This includes communication, self-awareness, and emotional intelligence. Much of, of course, Ziegler's true performance show and what the Ziegler message is about. So how about getting a college degree that puts a high value on these skills? Concordia University, Wisconsin, they've got a new organizational leadership and administration master's degree. This degree is a unique alternative to an MBA that focuses on people, culture, and invaluable soft skills needed to effectively lead. It can be completed 100% online. It can be completed in just a year, and it's designed for busy professionals. Every student gets a dedicated success advisor who helps you keep your life in balance while you study. Best of all, your lessons will be rooted in Christian ethics and biblical principles. So go to, this is a little long, listen to this, onlineinfo.cuw.edu slash Ziggler to learn more. And if you do decide to apply, enter the coupon code Ziggler and Concordia University, Wisconsin will waive your application fee. That URL again, onlineinfo.cuw.edu slash Ziggler. Okay, so why is doing an excellent uh, job at whatever your job is, why is that often not enough? So let me make a powerful analogy here. I had a staff retreat for a medical practice I'm involved with, and our primary focus was on customer service, not just basic customer service, but over the top. We utilized a book titled Raving Fans by Ken Blanchard and Sheldon Bowles. It was published in 1993. It's a profound book. I cut my teeth on it in probably 1996 or 97. But the primary point is that most businesses work hard to do a great job fulfilling whatever product or service they provide. They do it with skill, pride, integrity. But in doing so, they are in essence doing what the customer expected or at least hoped for, right? I mean, I recently went to Cancun with my wife, Terry, one of the big all-inclusive resorts. It was pricey and we expected it to be great. We expected it to be great. So what stood out? Well, they, they greeted us at the entrance with champagne. That was pretty out of the box. We had wine and dessert in the room. Uh, the cabana guys literally were, were running to fulfill food and drink orders on the beach. They weren't strolling. They ran. Uh, the staff was amazing at remembering our names. Um, they tended to our room when we are gone, tidying things, leaving chocolates, whatever. It was really cool. And I kept wondering, how do they know when we're gone? Are there videos here or something like that? Finally realized anytime we'd go out and we'd get towels for the beach or we, we or the pool or we would eat somewhere, they were always asking us. If they didn't remember our names already, they'd say, oh, you know, what's, what's your room number? 406, whatever it was in the, in the Millers. Obviously, when they did that, they buzzed somebody and they went up there. That was pretty impressive. You know, that, that uh, I mean, doing a good job, even a great job, would have made me a satisfied customer, but wowing me, finding ways to wow me, that makes me a raving fan. And I'm immensely more to do what? Return and refer. I mean, do you know any businesses that really just wow your socks off? that you're 100% loyal to and send everyone you know to that business. I mean, really think about it. I'll bet in most cases you're loyal to whoever serves you best, but if another business or provider came along and did a little better in some way, you'd switch. And as this book talks about, it's highly likely that from a customer service perspective, whoever you are loyal to does, does okay, but, but it's merely better because the customer service somewhere else, most other places stinks. I mean, we're, we're used to crappy service. So if anybody just does what you would hope they would, they would do, they, they stand out doing a good job. I mean, it's better than most, but you don't, 
even have to be great these days. So back to Zig's message about our own advancement, promotion, rewards. Think about your work and especially think about the perspectives others have about your work. I mean, look at your step back and look at your, at what you're doing, your coworkers, bosses, managers, employees, are you wowing them in any way, even though you bust your butt and in your mind go above and beyond, maybe especially in relation to others you work with, is it possible that you are doing what should be expected if they laid out and said, okay, here's this position. What would we really like to see? What would, what would we hope for out of this? And they'd write it out. That's probably what you're doing. Again, you just stand out. We tend to stand out because others don't do that. So that's frustrating to a degree um, that again, you're doing what should be done. You see it as amazing because everyone else is performing much lower than the bar, but do you get the point? I mean, you may be the best, but you are merely meeting the bar to exceed. It takes something abnormal. And I know many people who are bitter because someone they view as having less skill, ability, or integrity even has surpassed them in the workplace. And they snidely criticize the person. You've heard it. Yeah. You know, Jack doesn't do half the job I do. He didn't have half the knowledge or ability, but he's always, you know, he brings home cooked baked goods in and goes around brown nosing with everyone. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here busy as a bee getting work cranked out and, and done. And he's the one that gets promoted. Come on, promote me. You'll see how much I can do. But I mean, you get that point and we see that. But, you know, businesses, businesses do the same thing. They complain about how they do a better job than a competitor, but they're losing business to them, right? Most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside. And we're going to take about 20,000 breaths. According to the EPA, the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air, sometimes up to a hundred times more polluted. At my studio, we have heat being forced through old ducts. I walk on carpet full of years of junk. No idea what's floating in the air that I'm taking constant gulps of. The solution is an air purifier and Air Doctor is just the best. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold, bacteria, viruses. They do it so it, your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, 
but getting them to actually give their payment info is. And Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. Well, check this out. Reminds me of a local mechanic I have in my small town up here in Colorado. Uh, So if a mechanic shop does a great job replacing your transmission, for instance, okay, and they do it in a timely manner and a competitive price, they feel they've satisfied me, right? And you're right, they have. I'm a satisfied customer. They believe they did it more competently, faster, and at a better price than their competitors. And maybe they did, but for me, they just did what I had hoped for and expected, right? And then they're exasperated when I have my next car need and I take it to a different mechanic shop, maybe just because I drove by and saw them or they had a special coupon or something like that. But the first place, they didn't give me a real big reason or assurance that they're better than another. I don't know. Again, if they just did a great job, they did what I hoped that they would do. To begin with, so this one mechanic in my town happens to do something extra. When uh, actually they do two different things extra, they give me a ride wherever I need to when I drop my car off. It's just that's their standard thing. Everybody knows it. Take your car there, and they're going to have some uh, somebody jump in a car and say, "Hey, where can we take you?" Obviously, here it's a small town; it's easier to do. But even in big towns, generally you're going to go to a mechanic that's nearby you. So they do that, and when they're done with my car, they wash my car. Uh, which makes me feel like the whole thing is new, you know, especially up here in the, in our mountain town where we have a lot of dirt roads or gravel that's spread around when it snows, your car gets dirty. So they wash it and makes it look like a million bucks. And it gives me the perspective that whatever they did, they, they enhanced my whole car. So some kid, they kid that they pay 10 bucks an hour to spend, you know, whatever, 10 minutes, 30 minutes doing these things for me that, you know, so let's say it's five bucks investment on their part. And it gets me to come back and spend thousands. It gets me to refer others. I'm, I'm prone to guess that for every ten thousand they spend, or I'm sorry, ten dollars they spend, they make a thousand in return. And it's interesting. In contrast, there's a windshield company here in town that I've I've used a couple of times. They're the only one here. But the last time I did it, they did a good job. They filled exactly what they believed they were supposed to do. They replaced the broken windshield with a new one, right? Fast and affordably. There was no offer to drive me anywhere while they had it. And when I picked it up, my filthy car was filthy, except for a clean windshield that wasn't even actually spotless, but they were focused on, I needed a new windshield. They put it in, they fulfilled the order going above and beyond though. is it's so easy and yet so forgotten. So yeah, if another shop comes down the road and even if they're five bucks uh, more and they get me in there and they just clean my car, uh, it's going to make everything look better. So what can we do to radically stand out? You know, Seth Godin, who we have interviewed on here on, on Ziggler's true performance show here, he's written two books that are relevant for this purple cow, how to stand out and linchpin being indispensable in your work. So just something to think about when we want, we sit back and think, why am I not getting those promotions? Why am I not getting that raise? Why am I not getting that business? Why is that competitor uh, beating me because we feel like we're really doing a great job. Okay. On one hand, it, I understand that that can be a little disappointing to go great, doing a, a, a great job better than everyone else is not enough, but it also shows you that there is, you don't have to do a dramatic amount more to stand out, to do something extra, to go above and beyond and be that person that stands out that purple cow as Seth Godin talks about. 
Our other sponsor of today's True Performance Show is I Done This. I Done This. It's the easiest way to manage teams, track progress, set goals, and celebrate milestones. You can get started with a 14-day risk-free trial. Just visit idonethis.com slash marketplace. There's no credit card needed. Managing teams and progress, it can be a real drain on productivity. We all know that. In just a few minutes a day, though, I Done This makes it easy to keep everyone in the loop. Smart features like daily email reminders, progress summary reports, tags, and third-party integrations help your team focus on what work matters most. So you can stop a meeting and start getting things done. It doesn't end there, though. Harvard studies have found that teams using tools like I Done This every day are more motivated and have better long-term performance. So you can see why the teams at Twitter and Zappos and Shopify and thousands more rely on I Done This to keep their teams in sync. You can get started today with a no-risk 14 a free trial, no credit card needed. Go to I done this.com slash Ziggler. Okay. I done this.com slash Ziggler. I D O N E T H I S.com slash Ziggler. Okay. Well folks, next Zig uh, has a quote that it's just, it's just amazing. Really listen to this. Think about this. Anything worth doing is worth doing poorly until you can do it well. Folks, here's one of those quotes that I, I know I've heard it before, but it just hit me hard this time. And honestly, uh, it hit me. I was thinking about my kids too, but I immediately took that quote. All right, let's read it again. Anything worth doing is worth doing poorly until you can do it well. So I typed that into Google and up popped, of course, many Ziegler quote posters. I pasted one into a family text and it spawned a great conversation actually with my oldest son who's feeling more and more he wants to pursue music, songwriting, and playing guitar. But uh, I'm going to talk about it with all my kids. I actually have a 16-year-old kid and a 10-year-old who are not as prone to trying things. And even with things they really want, they'll shy away and say, yeah, but I stink at it, dad. Well, and I reply with, well, starting's the only way to get better, to which they'll reply, I know, dad. But the way Zig puts it here is just stellar. And uh, I divulged in my family text, which includes my wife, that this pertains to me regarding dancing. So she was a professional dancer, singer, actress. She can dance most pros off the floor, and she wants us to be able to dance together. Well, you know, I can run a boulder field and and mountain bike, a technical trail like nobody's business. But dancing, somehow my head and feet just struggle to coordinate, and I feel like a toddler. It's embarrassing. I don't enjoy it. But my wife is worth it. So she's worth me dancing like a drunk with duck feet until I get better, you know? So what is something you'd like to be able to do is worth doing incredibly poorly until you get better at it so that you can actually get better at it. I I actually posted that uh, little meme on uh, Instagram and Facebook. It's my personal one today and just spawned great, great conversation. Um, Think about that quote again. Let me read it one more time. Anything worth doing there's something that's worth you going after that there's a result that you want, but you're not good at it. It's worth doing badly, poorly now so that you can learn to do it well. Well, Zig next talks about the Chinese bamboo tree. One of my favorite analogies, because it's just so, so relevant to much of the endeavors in our life. And again, this is in regards to this story on priming the pump So you plant this bamboo tree, right? Then you water and fertilize it. First year, you see nothing, an entire year, nothing. I mean, who would be willing to do that? 
second, third, fourth, fifth year, in six weeks, it grows 90 feet. And it's ridiculous. You can go read about it. Type in Chinese bamboo tree. You'll read all about the, the details of this if you're interested. But as Zig says, it doesn't really grow that tall in six weeks. It just finally emerges from the four-year preparation that if that hadn't happened, you would see nothing ever. Well, most business stories are like that. I mean, I talk about this much with a, a current business partner I have in a revolutionary medical health and wellness arena. We're a year and a half into it. And while there has been much success, it's been very trying. Even today, much of the tasks we are fulfilling makes us feel like it's small potatoes. But I mean, we're nearing the opportunity to take this thing national. And there's probability for fast growth and a lot of profit. But it will be the fruition of a couple years of effort on my part, but near eight on his of watering and fertilizing and gaining strength beneath the surface. And that's why many successful business people joke about the overnight success, right? And there's people that talk about that. Yeah, I was an overnight success in 10 years. Uh, it took 10 years of dramatic toil to, uh, of anonymity and under the surface before then. Yeah, boom. Then we got seen, but it was only because of that long work behind the scenes. I mean, I think it's a good example for all of us pursuing certain endeavors. I mean, you know, an example, if you're training to be a top marathon runner, you'll put in hard work every month and see incremental growth, right? We inherently expect all our pursuits to be like this. So we don't see tangible, incremental, daily, weekly, monthly growth. We get frustrated. But then if you think about the big Silicon Valley tech startups, they usually entail millions of dollars, people working like dogs for 20 hours a day. Uh, eating beans and rice for a year or five before they make dollar one. But if it's a national or global rollout there, then maybe ready for, and they launch it, they may make millions at that point immediately. Well, was it an overnight success? No, no, not at all. But man, it's hard for us to embrace in our regular lives, right? I mean, if you look at every day as the opportunity to prepare for big opportunity and have faith in the process, watering and fertilizing until the time is right for fruition, opportunity presents itself. Or you know, you're now equipped to go out and take action on what you've grown and built. In the aspect of perseverance, though, what Zig shares about the pump, keeping pumping because it takes so long to come to the surface and can be right there, ready to explode with success. But if you stop, it all drains back down. You got to start over. But don't think about it as frantic pumping either. I mean, there is much to say about inertia and making daily deposits. Let's break that down a little bit. I mean, in my past pro cycling days, the understanding was that you could miss three days and have minimal fitness loss. But after that, it declines rapidly. And the time to regain that level you were previously at, it just it goes exponentially up. And I, and I see that propensity in all of us. We do something and we thrive and sustain off that consistency. We, we progress and see the results from all the long, hard work. Then life happens and you miss a few days. If you can just keep making deposits, you can keep it up though. But if you do miss a few days and then a week, and then the thought of starting back up and having to regain all you lost is just too much and you ditch it. I mean, the benefit to keeping the momentum and inertia up is significant. It's worth so much. If you can, I mean, back to the cycling scenario, you know, you're training hard, missing days can add up. If you can just do a little bit, just a little maintenance though, you cannot train hard for a long time and keep a pretty good level of, of fitness. The, the maintenance, I mean, if you think about it, like the old locomotive scenario, right? Where it takes so much to get it going, but once it's going, it's a lot easier. You have to minimal effort to keep that thing going. So that's what Zig's point is. However, let's talk about the reality of when you do 
actually lose momentum. You miss three days, a week, a month, whatever. Uh, I mean, for six years, I ran an online membership community called Free Agent Academy, helping folks pursue self-employment. And they'd come in and begin and get into the program, get so excited and inspired and hopeful. They saw how it could really become a reality for them. And they'd do the work. They'd attend the classes, even come to the live events that we'd have out here in Colorado. And then life would often happen. And they'd lose time. And, and they'd go weeks then without doing anything. And they'd finally lament that they just, I'd lost momentum. And it's devastating. It's going to happen sometimes. Often in, regard, in going after you know, something new, a new endeavor starts and stops. So what do you do when that happens? Well, here's the deal. There's, there's a reality of muscle memory. Okay. Let's talk about this. This is a true thing. My wife started dancing at age four. She was in the Austin ballet company in Texas. Uh, later in life, she performed, uh, well, she, she performed at Galveston outdoor theater, ended up dancing at Opryland, which, uh, back when it was a theme park, it was known for its professional performances. Second only, I think to Disney world. But she stopped dancing, dancing professionally at age 25. But that's, you know, that's what is that, 21 years of dancing? She's gone for long seasons, such as being pregnant with birthing and nursing seven children and not dancing a bit. But then she'll join a dance company today for, for a season and just picks it up right back up as far as the knowledge and the understanding and what to do with her body. But even her muscles, she gets in shape really, really fast. Her muscles remember. They're used to that. Same with me. I go for months not riding at all. But if I spend a month riding a lot, I get, I get back into shape quickly. I mean, anything we do creates memory. When we pick it back up, we'll make gains much quicker. But don't think just about regular muscles that come to mind. Our brain is a muscle. And my partner's a doctor and he studies the brain a lot. He says our habits create what he calls them greased up ruts that we naturally fall into good and bad. It takes a lot of work to develop a new habit and a new normal. But if we think about the daily weekly deposits towards something, we need to realize we're creating and digging new ruts. I know it's an odd analogy with a rut often being a negative term, but in this scenario, think of paths, new paths. I mean, it adds up. You don't lose it all. It's worth it to restart. So every effort you're putting towards something, even if you drop it and leave it, you're going to pick it up a little quicker the next time. It matters. It matters. Well, Zig humorously talks about those who try something, just put a toe in the water, a little pumping. And I hope this works for me. Okay. He hit a soapbox for me on that one. I mean, I I literally, um, I, I I've had sales promos with that you know, talking about that scenario, will this work for me? And I'll say, you know, this will not work for you. You will work for you. I mean, losing weight does not happen. And we all know that without us doing some combination of eating healthier foods, burning calories and eating less overall calories than, uh, than we burn any way you cut it. No program will work for you. You will work for you. We will work for me. I will work for me. What you're looking for is a program that just fits you best to help you do what ultimately you're going to have to do. Um, I, I, have, I have friends following a diet that puts the impetus on eating less. It's not focused on healthier food or exercise, and they like it. It fits them. I don't. I'd much rather eat lots of food, healthier food, and exercise a ton so I can eat more. I just like to eat. I like food. So the question is, what program, product, service, or perspective will help me do the work I'll have to do with any program for the result that I want. Okay. So we work for, for ourselves, right? We have to take that personal responsibility. That's what Zig is getting into 
in this clip. Folks, again, this comes out of Strategies for Success, Blueprint for Success. You can go get it in MP3 format right now at Ziggler.com. Click the online store and then MP3s and you will find it. So this ends me spending, I don't know honestly how many months I've been taking bits and pieces out of this series and bringing it to you where we listen to Zig and, and folks, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's MP3. It is cut up into segments so you can listen to it little by little. So just highly encourage you to get that, give it to somebody, uh, as well as a gift. It is life changing information. Well, folks, thank you so much for being with me here on Ziggler's True Performance Show. This is Kevin Miller, your host. It's an honor to walk through these messages with you. I look forward to being back with you in the next show. Bye.